I'm calling it. I think that's the most powerful song in our playlist right now. That's the Lord <laughs> Remind Me from John and Valerie Guerra. You know, they're letting you feel their emotions and they're taking you on this emotional journey because the gospel is emotional. Yeah. Like we want to remember what Jesus went through, what he became, who he is for us. And sometimes we can become so used to hearing the gospel that it's almost like, you know, you feel like you've heard it before. So I don't know. It's kind of like you just tune it out but it's like no i want to remember what you did for me i want to feel those feelings forever you know i want to feel the redemption i want to feel you know my heart break over your suffering and over what you went through and so i think that's just so important that song it really takes you to that moment where you're encountering god you're experiencing god for yourself and that's what hanukkah is all about it's all about jesus we love to remember and that's what we do here we we remember the feasts of the lord all the way from passover actually we start with rosh hashanah in the fall and work our way all the way through pentecost and here we are in December, it was the feast of Hanukkah or the feast of a festival of lights. It's when Jesus was conceived of the Virgin Mary. And it's also when the wise men made their way to Bethlehem to give him gifts. Two very important things. It isn't the birth of Jesus, but it's his conception, which is pretty close. Now, the date of December 25th just so happened to fall during Hanukkah in both of those years of 4 BC and 2 BC. So it's kind of a neat thing how things work out in that way. Uh, a lot of people say we should uh, celebrate Christmas because the history of it is uh, from the Greeks and the Romans, and it's just a lot of bad, evil stuff. But, but here's the thing. It's the day of Christ. If anyone in the world connects and gathers and wants to worship Jesus on that day, who in the world are we not to celebrate him with him? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, no matter how much error they've fallen into, uh, I tell you what, I love Christmas. We love the celebration of Hanukkah. But more than anything, we've got to love Jesus. And every opportunity we have to declare him, to worship him, and to remember and reveal him, we should take it. Mm-hmm. So last night's the first night of Hanukkah. T- tomorrow's Christmas Eve and then Christmas. And so at, at Victory 91.5, we're going to celebrate him and celebrate him and celebrate him every single day and every single night. It's what we do. So we've been talking about Hanukkah. So obviously when the wise men found him and gave him gifts, they had to use the stars. and broke down down a little bit. But I want to break it down a little bit further because we talk about remembering him. What did God do so that we would remember him, know the story back before, you know, anybody could read or write, you know, over 4,000 years? How were they going to learn and capture all that? Would you believe he wrote it in the stars? Mm. It's pretty profound. Now, I taught on this about two years ago. So some of the notes are back during Rosh Hashanah of 2018. I'll post all these when we're done. In the 10 o'clock hour, hopefully. So the gospel in the stars. How did God tell this story before there were pages? Well, he wrote it on the sky. God Mm. revealed his plans in his creation, especially in the stars. Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they have no words, no sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. The stars are revealing knowledge to us about Jesus. 
Isaiah 40 says, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. See, God let man name the animals, but God named the stars on day four, and he made each one with a purpose. Its name tells you its purpose. Long before Moses wrote down the story in the Torah, God wrote the story in the stars. We can look up and literally read the Bible. Revelation 13 identifies Jesus as the lamb who was slain from the creation of the world, meaning from day one through day six. Let's track back to day four when Jesus created the sun, moon, stars, and time. Uh, 114 Genesis. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let them be signs and seasons, or months, and for days and years. The word translated season is moad. It means appointed times. It probably doesn't mean the four seasons, but more likely months, because the phrase appointed times is only used for the feasts, which were determined by the new moon, which is at the beginning of each biblical month. You may be familiar with the word zodiac. It's often associated with astrology, wrongly. When I was a kid, they actually put the horoscopes right beside the comics in the newspaper, hopefully because they knew they were fake. But I suspect there was a less than noble agenda. Astrology says a man can tell something about himself from the stars. That's not truth. Not truth. The Bible says that the stars tell us something about God and his plan for the world. The Bible condemns everything about astrology. It's occultism, because God created us, and he alone sets our destiny. Astrology tried to corrupt the story by changing the characters into mythological deities with silly stories. The real story in the stars was written by God himself, and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, the stars prophesy. The stars have a purpose. Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be signs and for seasons, right? So when God was speaking with Job, he asked, can you bind the cluster of the Pleiades or loose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out Maseroth, those means constellations in its season? Or can you guide Arcturus? Do you know the ordinance of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? Well, according to Arabic tradition, the signs of the Zodiac came originally from Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. And Eden, after Adam and Eve sinned, how did God describe how he would redeem them? It was a story of the future Messiah, the seed of the woman, crushing the head of the serpent, Satan. One of the many ways we see Jesus as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world is when we first see death enter the world. God killed animals to clothe Adam and Eve, and we see blood sacrifices beginning soon after. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. This was also built into the design of the universe. The constellation Ara is an altar. The Milky Way usually represents the smoke rising from the altar. There's a ram and a bull constellation. A herdsman, like you would find in Bethlehem, raising sacrifice animals. There's a serpent constellation to tell the Eden story. There's a great dragon we know as Satan. An eagle, which is associated with the gift of prophecy. There's the dove, which speaks of Noah, the flood. There's several wreaths or crowns to speak of royalty and marriage. There's a cup or chalice used in Sabbath meals, Passover, and in communion. There's a celestial river, which you'll find flowing from the throne of God. And, of course, the Southern Cross. It's an endless array written in the stars above us. And for the next little bit, we're going to tell that story for you and help you go back and understand it. Right now, we're going to hear from Christy Knuckles and then Brad and Rebecca.